to introduce our missionary this week, Mr. Carlos Vargas. <laughs> if you don't know Carlos, he is the founder of Hope of Life International, which is located in the Zacapa region of Guatemala. Hope of Life serves all types of people in that region, from the elderly to the disabled, the poor to the orphaned. And Carlos, his wife Cheryl, and, and even his five kids have been involved in serving there for over 25 years. Trinity has had the privilege of sending our short-term missions teams there for about the last seven or so years. And we are excited to announce that we are going back for two weeks this summer. We hope you enjoy what God is uh, giving Carlos this morning to preach to us. And uh, I hope you'll prayerfully consider picking up an application in the office if you feel that God is uh, leading you to do so. Um, would you help me welcome Carlos Vargas? Good morning. You know, I just came the night before last night, and I leave the day after tomorrow. So I just came to see you, you know. And last week, I think it was on Sunday, no, I think it was Monday, when they canceled my flight. They said, you can't go to North. It's a big storm. So I started thinking, is God trying to tell me something? That I won't be in Connecticut. And they've been in Guatemala about eight years working with us. So I, they canceled my flight, and then I started waiting to see how it's going to be in Connecticut. And they say, you know, the storm is coming. Wow, God is trying to tell me something. But you know something? At the end, my wife said, don't expect God talking to you because God hasn't speak to you yet. And you might ask you why God hasn't speak to me yet. I haven't heard the voice of God yet. Reality, I'll be talking about that, hearing the voice of God. A lot of people want to go deep because they want to hear the voice of God. I'll be speaking a little bit about that. But I made it. Over there it's about 90 degrees, and over here you can't stay in the parking lot because you die, you know. <laughs> so, but I enjoy to be here, and I want to thank you for all the support for at least eight years, for all the work you've done over there. And... For bringing the gospel to people that you don't know, another country, that's going wider. When you go deep, you got to go wider too. A lot of people just want to go deep and deep and deep. They want to learn about the Bible. They want to pray. They want to fasten. Going deep is a big responsibility. A big responsibility. Because in reality, deep is going closer to Jesus, closer to God. Wider is going closer to the people, being closer to them. And we all want to be deeper, closer to Jesus. But do we want to be closer to the people to take them the gospel? That would be the question. 25 years ago, I was called to the mission field. I didn't want to go there. I did go to Bible Institute. I went deep into the Bible, deep into prayer. Fasting, deeper, in the church, in the four walls. But I didn't want to go wider. Believe me, I didn't ask Jesus to send me to the mission field. And I didn't even hear his voice. 
telling me, go to Guatemala. Go to the people you left behind. No, I, I didn't hear his voice. No, so I just want to tell you a little bit about my life first. Why we do this? Why I do this? I had two dreams when I came to this country 45 years ago. Two dreams. I wanted to conquer the American dream, be a successful person. And I wanted to marry a girl with blue eyes. <laughs> and I got both. No, I became a businessman and then I married my wife. We married 40, 40 years and we're very happy. I wasn't even looking for Jesus when I came to this country. But three months after I got married, my wife and I, we found Jesus. The best thing that could have happened to us, finding Jesus. Believe me, the best thing that anybody can find, the best dream, the best vision, is to get closer to Jesus. Find Jesus. So the moment I came to Jesus, I started serving him. Well, I thought I was serving him. I started getting deep, deeper. Learning about the Bible. Learning more about the kingdom. But I spent 15 years in church just getting deeper and deeper and deeper. But I didn't get wider. I believe when you are looking to get deeper with Jesus, get a closer relationship, you get more responsibility in the kingdom. You get a big responsibility. Starting right at the corner, when you find a drunk there, a drug addict, Jesus is telling you, I love him. You better talk to him. Get closer to him. That's getting wider. I always say if you want to go in the mission field, start right in your church. If you are not good here, you are not good in the mission field. Believe me, if you're not good around your church and your town, if you don't know what it is to get close to a drunk and tell him that Jesus loves you, love him, or a drug addict, a prostitute, there's no reason to go to another country, to India, Korea, China, Guatemala, Brazil. There's no reason to go over there. The mission field starts here. And this church has been sending groups to our country, and believe me, they all are good. There's got to be a reason why this little girl do. They called me to come to the front. I love her so much. Why she keeps going back? Because she's good here. So congratulations for all the work you're doing here. My life did a big change 25 years ago. The big change didn't happen when I found Jesus, when I came to Jesus. When Jesus came into my heart. Because really to get saved, you don't even have to go deeper. To get saved, you don't have to do too much. In reality, you don't even have to know anything about the Bible. Remember the men that died with Jesus? There were two. One of them was a drunk, uh, a, a crook, a liar. Just go back with me 2,000 years ago. All he said was, don't forget me when you get to your kingdom. And Jesus told him, today you'll be in paradise with me. You don't have to be, go too deep to get saved. No. You get deep be 
because you want to go wider. You want to do more things for the kingdom. You want to get involved in missions. You want to get involved in the work that the church does. You want to fill up the church with new souls. When you get deeper, it's a big responsibility. I remember I went to seminar, Bible seminar, and I got out of there. I passed every grade. It was, I was so good with the Bible. But I didn't do nothing with what I learned. Until one day. One day, you might ask, did he hear the voice of God? I didn't. Can I move around? Is that okay? Okay. Did he hear the voice of God? Did God call him to do this? Just want to tell you I haven't heard the voice of God yet. I wrote a book. One of the chapters says I haven't heard the voice of God yet. And a lot of, I got a lot of phone calls, emails. You've been 25 years and you haven't heard the voice of God yet? Well, just imagine me being in a room at 1 o'clock in the morning. And then I see a big light. And then I hear a voice from God. Carlos, I want you to go do that. That's got to be scary. I haven't heard voices like that. And a lot of people hear voices. I haven't heard the voice yet. I haven't seen a, <clears throat> a handwriting on the wall saying what I got to go do. I haven't seen what Moses saw and hear a voice from God in a tree that was burning. I haven't heard that. I'm going to be honest to you. To me, enough is what the Bible says. Enough is that for me. Enough is to see a mother crying when she's got a baby that's dying. Enough. I don't need to hear voices. If you hear voices from God, good. God bless you. I haven't heard that. But I'm running with the gospel already. I hope one day before I die, I can hear God talking to me the way we're speaking right now. But I don't know how he's going to take it. I know Moses. I don't think I could take that. I think I get a heart attack. <laughs> In reality, have you ever think you with your kids and God started talking to you the way he talked to Moses? Come on. The kid's going to get very scared. And I don't think, <laughs> I don't think you can take it. <laughs> In reality. No. Enough is what the Bible says. Take this gospel. Take it to the nations. Enough is what the Bible says. This is my gospel. Take care of the orphans. The widows. Go to the jails. Go to the hospitals to see the sick. It's there already. People are going deeper because they want to hear voices. It's already said in the Bible what we got to do. We got to go wider. I remember, Pastor, I was no good in church for 15 years. All I did was cause the pastor a lot of problems. I, if I even made him to become a deacon, the older, I was the top one. And I was the, 
They probably make it there. Until one day, I got sick. I couldn't walk. I was having problems walking. I ended up four and a half months suffering so much. They would have to take me, give me a shower, feed me. I had problems. But I went back to Guatemala because I wasn't feeling good. I said, I don't want to die in this country. I want to see if somebody's going to take care of me over there. I want to walk again. And how everything started with me was I was laying in my bed when a blind man came. They brought a blind man to beg for money. He needed help. To me, God was speaking to me. And the beginning to me was like a business deal because I'm a businessman. I started praying to Jesus, get me out of this bed and I will take care of the poor. I will take care of that people, the suffering. I will take care of the old people. It was like a business deal. I prayed to Jesus for three days and nothing happened. I remember the third night. I tried to remind Jesus that when that man died right next to him, all he said is, don't forget me when you get to your kingdom. I wasn't even too good at praying. But I was doing a business with Jesus. I want you to know the next day, I sat in my bed, I got up, and I started walking to buy a piece of land. One acre of land. One acre. It's all was, my vision was one acre of land to build a home for homeless, for blind, for cripples. And that's how everything started 25 years ago. I saw the need. I didn't hear a voice. God was talking to me through that old man. And when I say I haven't heard the word of God, it's because that's how God speaks to me. Through the need, through the crying, through people that need us. I go into a village where there is no church. Nobody knows Jesus. Nobody. I go into the jungle, the mile. Nobody knows Jesus. How God talks to me. As soon as I know, they don't know Jesus. They know I'm an evangelical church. Nobody's talking about Jesus. It's a need there. So, I say, wow, we're going to build a church here. Sometimes we build the school fish, the water. I get so deep into doing these things. I remember one time, the chief told me, listen, you can't build an evangelical church here. We are all Catholic in, in our way too. They still believe in the God of the corn, God of the sun. And I said, what I got to do? To, so you, you let me build a church. Build us a Catholic church first. So if I build a Catholic church, can I build an evangelical? And yes, he said. Well, let me try Jesus, let me try Jesus this way. I'm going to build both. I remember I built both churches. I had something in my mind. I'm going to dedicate both the same day. They're going to let me preach in both. And God is going to do something in this community. I remember we built both churches. A practical. We met the physical need. First we built houses then. To the whole community. I just want to bring the gospel there. And then they asked me to build the two churches. So we dedicated both churches the same day. They let me preach in both. I just want you to know today, there are more evangelicals in the community than Catholic. The Catholic that they are preaching now is a little different too. Nothing to do with the God of the Son. 
Nothing to do with the God of the corn. A lot to do with Jesus. So we are preaching a practical gospel. Why is it a practical? Because we're going to meet the physical needs first. Then we meet the spiritual needs. I don't know how to do it different. I don't know how to tell somebody I love you if I don't show them that I love them. So I'm doing it in a different way. Remember how deep was a man 2,000 years ago? How deeper he was into the word of God that he became a priest. He became a priest. Just go back 2,000 years with me. He was very deep into the word of God. He knew everything. He knew what he was supposed to do. He knew that, I'm sorry, I have a problem with it. He knew what God wanted him to do. But one day he was walking down the street. And he hear a man crying out. Asking for help. That man was robbed. And he was beating almost to, to death. And he must have stopped and prayed for him. Because he really knew about the Bible. And then he walked away. Remember that, that story? Let me just get some water. How good was the priest? Jesus said, if somebody comes to you, needs help, and you say to him, go in peace, I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to be praying for you. What good does that? So the priest knew how to be deep into the word of God, relation with God. But he didn't go wider. He didn't know how to be too wide. But then a man, the one we call the Good Samaritan, he went by the same street. Maybe he didn't know too much about the Bible. Maybe he didn't go to seminar. And he heard the same man crying out. He needed help. He was dying. They left him to die in a puddle of blood. The Bible said that he stopped. And this man wasn't even allowed to go to the synagogue. He was not a church person. Nothing to do with being deep into relationship with God. But I guess he knew what was love. What is the love of our brother, our neighbor? He knew her. He knew a lot about love. Because he got off his horse... Camel, BMW, whatever you want to call it. He was in a vehicle. He was going somewhere to do some business. And business people doesn't lose opportunities. We, when we see an opportunity, we jump in it. He heard the man crying out. He said, good opportunity to preach the, about love. He got off the camel, they say, started cleaning his wounds. Then he put it in his seat. And he started taking him somewhere. He had connections too. Because you can see that he took it to him to a hospital or to somewhere he took him. And he said, take care of this man. He had some money and he had good credit too. Because he said, if that's not enough, when I come back, I pay that. So who was preaching the good gospel? The gospel that Jesus wants us to preach was the priest or the good Samaritan? The good Samaritan. That's what God wants us to do. He wants us to go deep. Or he wants to do wider too. So that's what we're doing in Guatemala. Thank you for coming to Guatemala. 
and help us to preach this gospel. Thank you. Believe me, we couldn't do it without you. Right now, it's over 8,000 Americans that come in. America, people from Canada, to preach this gospel. Last year, we dedicated over 100 churches. Over 100. 100 schools, 200 wells. The way we do it, pastors, we go into a community and we look at the needs first. We hear the crying modern, the crying old men, and we go meet the physical needs. We earn the rights to be here. Sometimes we want the people to hear us, to hear that God loves them, that we love them. How are they going to hear us if they're hungry? How are they going to hear us if they're on the street and they don't have a place where to live? How are they going to believe me that God loves them if they live under a bridge? It wouldn't be better to tell them, how can we help you to get out of this? I remember one day, my pastor was preaching a few years back. And he was preaching about going into the, the ministry. Go out, preach the word. Go to other countries. And the guy that was with me in the parking lot, he said, God is talking to me. God is telling me to go. He, he mentioned Africa. And just happened that two ladies went by. And I know what kind of ladies they are. The ladies that sell their body, prostitutes. And I say, you don't think that's our Africa right now? Why don't we tell them that Jesus loved them? In reality, we got to start preaching this gospel right here around us. Just look at us, see who needs the love of Jesus. Who needs to give them a hand to get up to the next level where we are. Preaching a, a, a practical gospel for me has been easy. I don't know how to preach the other one. That's why God didn't call me to be a pastor. First, if God would have told me, I want you to be a pastor, I would have said, no, 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 thanks. I don't want to be a pastor. That's the hardest job any, any man can do. Just imagine being a pastor. And at one o'clock in the morning, a brother calls me. I got a bad headache. I want you to pray for me. Come on. Go get a Tylenol. <laughs> My kid just had an accident. He was drinking too much. And they are taking him to jail. Wait a minute. That's your kid. That's the mine. I got enough. I got five. I couldn't be a pastor. And then they tell me that most of the Spanish pastors, they die of a heart attack. Come on. I don't want to die of a heart attack. So I couldn't be a pastor. So pastors, I feel bad for them, but that's what God called them to do. <laughs> I love what I do. I love what God called me to do. And I don't mind that he hasn't speak to me. I haven't heard his voice yet. Enough of the Bible. Kids, don't try to hear God talking to you the way he did to Moses. You ain't going to take it. I want you to know. You die. I'm not ready, so you ain't ready. Oh, imagine a mule talk to you. Remember how things happen in the Old Testament? A mule turns around and talks. Come on. Do we want to hear God talking to us like that? No. I want to go a little far. I, God has it. Even though the Bible says in these days, we will have dreams, ambitions, 
I haven't had a dream yet. When I'm sleeping, my dreams are when I'm awake. When I'm sleeping, I'm dreaming all disorganized. I start in New England, I end up in Mexico, I go all over the places. So my dreams and my visions always I'm awake, dreaming about the kingdom, having visions about the kingdom. I have a lot of dreams from God, but I was awake when it happened. If you can have a dream of sleeping, and organize it right in the next day, this is what I dream. Do it. Congratulations. I, I haven't even been able to do that. My dreams, they have to be awake. When God talks to me, he talks through the need. I don't want to hear it in a different way. I don't know. Do you think I'm less spiritual than you? I don't know. I just know God called me to preach a practical gospel. Thank you for being part of this. I'm running out of time. Okay, two more minutes. <laughs> Thanks, God. God called me to do this. I love this. Always pray for us. The prayer is what it makes us keep moving. Sometimes I get up in the morning. I usually pray from 4 to 5 o'clock. I pray somewhere there. Because you think I got time in it during the daytime to pray all the time? I'm moving too fast. We're moving. We're running. We got a lot of work to do. And thanks for being part of this work. Thank you, Pastor.